Hello. This is Talking Top Bins. This is me, your host, Matthew Padua, Matthew P. I'm so happy to get this started, man. I've been talking for a long time. And to be honest, I put it all to the side. I kept saying, I'm going to start a podcast. I'm going to start a podcast. I'm going to record something. And then I'll, I, I just forget. Or sometimes, I mean, I just don't forget and I just lack motivation. I think now I just really wanted to try something out. I wanted to be able to give something, something that I really care a lot about, something that I think um, over the past like three or four years has really taken over my entire life from a social perspective. And I'm talking about the Premier League, man. Talking top bins. Some people are going to ask me, what are top bins? Um, If you ask me, top bins are the top corners of a soccer net. If you ask somebody else, it'll be storage space somewhere in your closet. But now you know, talking top bins. This is going to be a soccer show. This show, this season, let me say, this season more specifically is going to be centered around the Premier League. Why? Because it's the best league in the world. If you don't agree, argue with your mother. That's just how I feel, man. I don't really care to even host that conversation at this point where people are saying that the Premier League is not the best league in the world. How are you going to tell me that? Anyway, let's get back to it, man. Talking top bins. What are we going to be talking about? Well, today's episode, we're going to start off by giving me a round of applause. Why? Because Liverpool won the Premier League. Well-deserved. For all my friends out there that are listening, to all the listeners that might not understand, I am a Liverpool fan. Um, This has been a very interesting last three and a half weeks for me. Because we won the Premier League, I was ecstatic. I cried. I cried my eyes out. It was a great moment. Great time. We'll never forget it. But now, looking back at it, two weeks have gone by, and we have absolutely sucked. And it makes it really frustrating because... I think we could have made history. I think we could have reached that 100-point mark. And then you look back at it. We shouldn't have lost that Champions League game, but we did. But we're here now. Premier League champions. So I'm going to let that soak in. Very happy. Congratulations to all the people of Liverpool. You deserve this. You've waited a long time. I have been a fan for the last few years. So I can't say that I have felt the same amount of pain from a time perspective. I have not waited those 30 years. But I have waited a few. So I'm pretty hyped. So... Congratulations, all Liverpool fans, to all my friends that told me this wouldn't happen. Ha ha. Ha. I could have a whole show just talking to you individuals about how wrong you were. I could laugh for 35 minutes in a row if I really wanted to, but I won't. Because what we're going to talk about, we're actually going to talk about the top six in the Premier League this season, looking back at how they finished, looking back at their entire uh, performance uh, as a whole, and... Let's start off with the Premier League champions of Liverpool Football Club. Wow. Um, I think I think a lot of people are very upset at the fact that there was a lot of discussion in terms of, is this Liverpool team the greatest Premier League team of all time? I never really cared to host those conversations. I never actually felt that way. I didn't think that we were the best Premier League team of all time. I look back to a few other teams and think, there's a few things that our team is missing in order to fill that void. I don't think that we were there. I don't I don't think we were in the upper echelon. I think we were maybe like a step below it, like the mid-upper echelon, if you will. Uh, I do think Liverpool have a great team. I do think that there's a few things that they can fill in to make them better. But let's look back at this season. Premier League champions, wow, great feat. They're probably going to finish somewhere around 99 points when it's all said and done, which is going to be great to look back upon. Um, but it'll also kind of be bittersweet because you could have hit 100 points if you were just like, I don't know, 
tied one of those losses, but it is what it is. Um, who stood out this season? I think Trent Alexander-Arnold took a massive leap in his overall development. He kind of emerged as a world star at this point. I think last season was kind of a brief introduction in terms of how great he can be. I think this season he finally kind of just hopped on stage and said, guess what? I'm here. Um, and with him came Andrew Robertson. I think they are kind of changing the way that world football is being played. I think other people, other teams more specifically, are starting to steal that style of play, that Gergen press, that just kind of using those wingbacks, get up the field, let's move it, let's score. Um, but, I mean, I, I don't think a lot of the success that Liverpool reached this season would be possible if we had two different players playing that, those wingback positions. I do think Trent took massive steps. I do think Robbo took massive steps. But I do think... The most important player on the team this season, Jordan Henderson. I have slandered this man. I have slandered this man. So to him, Jordan Henderson, I know you're not going to listen. But if you do, bud, thank you, and I'm sorry. You are a ledge, man. What a legend. Way to win it uh, for the city of Liverpool. Way to win it for all the fans. But he really took a massive step. And you kind of see in the games where he wasn't playing that when he is missing, Liverpool are not the same team. And so for that reason, I do think he was one of the best players in the league this season, arguably the player of the year. Um, I think there's arguments to be made there. I do think De Bruyne had a great season. I mean, again, Van Dijk, one of the best players in the world. So, I mean, there's always an argument to be made for who's there. But for myself, this is going to be my only biased take of today. Jordan Henderson could be up for player of the year just for the way that he has led this team across the finish line. Jordan Henderson, man, great job. Liverpool, great job. I think it'll be interesting to look into the um, transfer window to see what they end up doing. Uh, I do think there are some rotational holes that they can fix. I do believe that what they're looking to do, though, is to kind of promote their youth, um, have some of their more younger players kind of emerge onto the scene and fill those rotational pieces. I do think you'll probably see Oxlade-Chamberlain playing a little bit more, which will be interesting. But they did sign Takumi Minamino in January. Um, that's going to be basically like a new player next season. Have him get this, this little off season, this little back half of this, uh, post COVID situation, let him get this under his belt. And hopefully, I mean, he kind of emerges the way that Fabinho did when he waited a long period of time. Only time will tell, but Liverpool, great season. Uh, they definitely deserve to be in first place. They definitely deserve to win the premier league. Um, which brings us on to second place, Manchester city. What a fall from grace, man. Um, they lost nine games this season, drew three. I do think it's a little unlucky, but at the same time, there is just some obvious missing pieces in their team. I'm not going to argue with people. I do think they're one of the best sides in all of Europe. Any game where Manchester City is playing Liverpool, you're I mean, for myself, I'm obviously going to be a little nervous. I do think that they have the ability to kind of score um, within a blink of an eye. But, I mean, losing Leroy Sané this season, um, just having him, well, losing him the injury and then now losing him to the transfer window, I think that hurt them a little bit. I do think they were kind of missing that extra um, element to their offense because he just brings a wild pace and just a, a great ability to finish. So I do think they missed him for a strong majority of the season. But man, that back line is not very good. I'm sorry. That back line is kind of atrocious, if you will. Zinchenko is a decent left back. Um, I do think there are better options out there. I think they can look at Chilwell from Leicester City. It'll be interesting to see what Manchester City decide to do. Um, in terms of looking at that back line, because Otamendi's terrible. I know he didn't get uh, the strongest like or the most amount of, of playing time in comparison to other center backs. But when you have to move a holding midfielder to center back, that kind of is a pointing out a huge issue 
that there's a freaking dumpster fire happening in that center back position. Somebody needs to put it out, and it's damn sure not Otamendi. But they chose Fernandinho as their man. Um, I mean, he did what he could do. He's not a center back, you know. He's not a center back, but he tried. Fair play to him. Uh, I do think Kyle Walker will be fine at right back. He's good. He's getting older. It is what it is, but he's still serviceable. I think he still does well. Um, and he's basically doing what Pep's asking him to do. So right back, fine. Left back, Zinchenko, eh, question mark. He's good. He's not great. Manchester City are a great team. If you want to be a great team, I think all your players should be great in 11 positions. Zinchenko, question mark. The two center backs, eh, kind of a question mark. I do think Laporte is one of the better center backs in the league. So he fits in that one center back slot. That second one can't have a holding midfielder there, dude. You just can't. Get a center back. Uh, there's a bunch of new options. I mean, it'll be interesting to see, but I do think that they should go after Nathan Ake, um, Bournemouth product, former Chelsea product. I do think he's a great, promising center back. It'll be interesting to see how he develops over the next few years. But I think he's better than Otamendi. I think I'm better than Otamendi, to be quite fair. I think he's awful. Um, but I think that he's a better option than uh, most of the other center backs that they have, with the exception of Emerick Laporte. So, uh, Manchester City second place. Do I think that's fair? Yeah. They're still 12 points ahead of Chelsea as it stands right now. They'll probably finish somewhere around the same place. When it's all said and done, they'll probably be around 80-ish points. That's about fair. Their defense was a massive liability this season. Big reason why they lost those nine games. I mean, you possess, possess, possess the whole game, but you got to put them away. And if you don't really fix those holes in the back, you're just open to a, a counterattack, which happened damn near all those nine losses. So that's kind of fun. Um, but yeah, second place, Manchester City, I do think they'll bounce back. I do think that they'll uh, fix those voids. They'll look into to fill in those holes with better talented players in those positions that need help. So second place, Manchester City, fair play. You tried. Chelsea in third. Uh, to me, this was a shocker. Uh, I will come out and say I did not think Chelsea would do this well. In the beginning of the season, when they were struggling the way they were, I was like, oh my goodness, Chelsea can finish 10th. They finished third. So to my Chelsea fans... To all those people that support Chelsea, maybe they're not fans, and I've talked badly about them, I apologize. Fair play to you. You've done really well. Fair play to Frank Lampard. I thought, you know, I thought maybe he could dug it out with Derby County another season, just kind of get some more experience under his belt. Didn't need it. I don't know. I don't, you know, he would never listen to me anyway. But he didn't need it. He did a really good job with the young town that he has right there. They got lifted a transfer ban, which is great. Signed Ziyech. Be really interesting to see how that goes next season. There, looks like they're signing Timo Werner. Looks like they might side in Kai Havertz. So they're going to be a very fun, young, interesting team to watch next season. But in terms of this season, how do they do? I think they did well enough given the situation. Um, I do think, again, like Manchester City, that there's some holes that they can go about looking at. I mean, I speak like what does a pretty uh, – he's getting older, meaning that he's kind of old already. So they might look into that right back position. I do think they have Reese James, who is a young, promising talent. Do I think he's the answer right now? Ah, um, Chelsea fans might disagree with me, which is perfectly fine. I'm not saying he's a bad player at all, but might take him another year to develop. Maybe not. Maybe he doesn't need it. Maybe he's the starting right back next season. Who knows? Um, but it's definitely a possibility. I like Tamori. Uh, I do think he's pretty good. Kurt Zuma. Uh, it was fun to see him back in Chelsea blue. I do think they probably need an upgrade there too. Um, but left back Marcus Alonso and uh, the Italian fellow, who I'm forgetting his name right now. There's a, there's definitely an upgrade needed at left back. But Kepa Arisibalaga, huh? How do we feel about him? I'm not quite sure. I'm not sold on him. I, he's the most expensive goalkeeper in history, and he kind of sucks. I'm sorry to say it like that so bluntly, but I don't think he's that great. I do think they spent a lot of money on him. I do think he's promising, but 
I mean, he just makes too many mistakes for me personally. And being a Liverpool fan, having suffered through a wide variety of atrocious goalkeepers, I think I know when somebody doesn't seem like they're going to be fit. Hopefully he proves me wrong, though. I don't want to dislike him. I like the fact that he's young. I like the fact that he takes control of this team, has a real captain's mentality about it. I mean, he's their coach, for God's sakes. If you remember back to that tournament last season, that was hilarious. Um, but, man, uh, they do need to look at that back line, more specifically left back and right back issues. Um, I think if they were to do that, because they already have a great offense and they've already invested in a newer offense for next season, I think they'll be fine. Uh, I do think that where they finish the season, man, kudos to them. I think they did really great given the circumstances. They weren't able to buy anything going into the season as a whole. So I think to finish third, they might have even been punching uh, above their weight. But hats off to them. Chelsea, you deserve it, man. Way to be. Uh, I'm really interested to see how you guys do next season. In fourth place, Leicester City. I did not think that they'd finish in fourth, to be fair, but uh, I do think that their strong first half of the season kind of propelled them because they have struggled post-COVID restart. They struggled pretty bad, which has kind of dropped them into fourth because if we remember, Leicester was in third for a strong period of time. They were kind of just right below Man City, right below Liverpool. Well, not really right below Liverpool because we blew everyone out the water, but they were right below Man City. They made it interesting for a strong period of time. Um, it's just kind of a shame to see them struggle the way that they have, but I mean, hats off to Jamie Vardy, man. Uh, he was leading the league in goals for a strong uh, amount of time. He's an older dude, but he's still getting it done. So I like Leicester City. I do think that they have some promising youth on there as well. I'm a big fan of Wolfen and Didi. Um, I do think that there are some players on there, given their ability, given their level of quality, given their age, they're more than likely going to be taken away by some larger clubs, which is unfortunate, but is the name of the game. It is what it is. Um, but I think that they thoroughly deserve fourth place. I think, I mean... Manchester United have a game in hand in fifth. Will Leicester City finish in fourth? Maybe not, given the trajectory of Manchester United right now. But going back on it, Leicester City, um, I mean, they deserve a top four spot. Are they going to get it? Only time will tell. About a week or two. We'll see how it goes. But, yeah, man, Leicester City, a good, I would say good first 75% of the season because it looked awful the back 25. But, it's just the nature of the beast. It's really unfortunate to have a worldwide pandemic hit you in the middle of your season to kind of sway you away from your momentum, but it's the name of the game. Fifth place, uh, Manchester United. Let me swallow my pride for one second. Give me one second. Oh, my God. I hate this freaking club. Ah. United are in fifth, potentially going to be finishing in fourth. Um, look. I do think that they have promising talent, but people have been saying that about Martial for the last few years. It's about damn time that he freaking showed his quality. I never really thought he was a bad player. I just thought he was just under some unfortunate circumstances from a coaching perspective. Now it seems like Mr. At the Wheel, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, has kind of turned it around. He's really, I think really since Bruno Fernandes has come back, Manchester United have looked completely different. Um... He really does add an extra element to their offense. I do think that they'll be a much more interesting team to look towards uh, moving forward, most especially into next season. But, I mean, they have backline issues. They do. I'm sorry. David De Gea is not very good anymore, Manchester United fans. Get that through your head. I don't think he's world-class anymore. Do I think he's first-team quality? Of course. But I don't – I think from the amount of mistakes that he made this season, it's really hard to argue that he's even going to be the best keeper in-house next season um, for, you know, wink, wink. They are going to get a specific goalkeeper back. 
um, on uh, who was currently on loan. Wink, wink. We'll see how that works going into next season. But, I mean, Harry Maguire did okay. Aaron Wambasaka, I feel like, will probably take a bigger leap next season. I think last season at Crystal Palace, I thought he was the second best right back in the league. This season, he kind of dipped in form a little bit for me. But I think he's a really good right back. He's very young. He has so much time to learn. He has a good amount of experience, too, having been the right back at Crystal Palace for some time. So I do think next season will be fine. But this season... He kind of just dipped off a little bit for me. Harry Maguire wasn't consistent enough for me either. I mean, they spent a lot of money on that man too. Um, but, I mean, they got to figure out this. who's going to partner with him back there at center back. I don't think Lindelof is all that great. Again, don't think De Gea is all that great, so we'll see there. Left back situation, they got to clear that up. They got to find a left back. Luke Shaw is not the answer, man. Luke Shaw looks like me out there. I mean, Credits to him. If you're a chubby dude and you're playing soccer or you're playing professional athletes, I stand you, bro. I'm with you because you're living my dream. But Luke Shaw, I mean, Brody, it's just not it, man. It's just not it. You need a better left back. You need to improve. Um, it'll be interesting to see how Pogba, this whole Pogba situation, it seems like every transfer window, there's always some uh, highlights around or high, uh, headlines around Pogba. But we'll see again. Uh, another transfer window. Another time to kind of take a look at Paul Pogba. Uh, I mean, when he's on the pitch, I mean, he helps the team a lot. He's a World Cup winner. Can't really deny the man's talent. I think Pogba's great. He was one of my favorite players at Juventus. Then he moved to Man U. It is what it is. But, yeah, Manchester United, fifth place, potentially fourth. Do I feel like they deserve it? No, but it's okay. Um, So we might see Manchester United in the Champions League next season. In sixth place, we have Wolverhampton Wanderers. It's a little unfortunate. I mean, I thought that they could have probably pushed right there for top four as well. I think they had a great season. I think uh, Raul Jimenez just keeps getting better and better with time at Wolves. Adama Traore. Wow, what a man, right? I think he's going to be another player that other teams, some of the bigger teams in Europe, look at as a potential substitute on the wing. He's really helped this team with their successes this entire season. But I do think that they have other people that they rely on. I think the system that they have in place in terms of the way that they play is really great. I think that they fully deserved a uh, Champions League or a Europa League spot. Might be a little unfortunate, might not get it, but man, hats off to Wolves. They really play a great style of game. They really make it interesting for anybody that they play on any given day. I do think that they have the quality to be a Champions League team, but it is just this unfortunate circumstance of where we're at. Um, they have Podence who I think has probably been one of the more fun players to watch post, uh, post-COVID post restart. He's been really fun for me to watch. But again, I think for Wolves, it really depends on how much money they're going to be willing to drop into the next transfer window. I do think they're going to be losing some players, which is unfortunate. But it's the name of the game, man. It is what it is. But those are the top six teams. Um, I'm sorry. Yes, no, those are the t- No, they're not. Are they the top six teams? No, yes, it is. What am I talking about? Um, so, yeah, Wolverhampton. Six, unfortunate. Uh, people were really thinking that Manchester City might not have made the Champions League, which kind of would have pushed uh, Wolves into that Europa League discussion. But it's just the nature of the beast. It's the Premier League. Um, it is FIFA. Corrupt or not, Man City are in the Champions League next season. It is what it is. So those are the top six teams. Now let's look at the bottom three for the next season, who we might be saying goodbye to. Um, well, for sure, it's already Norwich City. Unfortunate, but I mean, they never really got going. They lost 26 games, folks. You can't lose 26 games in anything. I mean, if you lose nine, nine's a lot, right? Nine is a lot, but 26 games, good God. Did they even go out there and try? Yes, they did. I'm just being rude. 
they do have some young talent that is, I think will be probably remaining in the Premier League. Todd Cantwell, uh, Buendia. It'll be kind of cool to see if those players stick around. Because um, I do think that they are Premier League quality. So it would be a shame to see them go down to the championship. But again, I mean, it's just unfortunate. They never really got going. They had a lot of defensive issues. Um, and then I, need, I think the lack of depth or just quality depth really just hurt them as they were involved in just some different tournaments and the Premier League. And having, of course, a worldwide pandemic come and stop your season midway is definitely no help either. So unfortunate to Norwich City. It's going to be unfortunate to see them lose. But who knows? Maybe they're back next season. Um, the, the team right above them, second to last, Bournemouth right now. Um, that one for me would be a little tough to kind of swallow. I do think Bournemouth have a coach that can help them stay in the Premier League. It's just kind of unfortunate. It's another team that dropped too many games. They dropped a lot of 1-0 games or just last-minute goal games. And ultimately, man, you can't allow that to happen. That lack of focus, lack of concentration came to bite them. Bournemouth looked like they're probably going to be out. Kind of unfortunate. But I myself am interested to see where Nathan Ake ends up. I know I talked about him a little earlier in the episode. But Nathan Ake is a promising uh, center back who... Seems like he's going to be headed down to the championship. So maybe one of the top six teams comes in, swoops Nathan Ake for a decent price. So, yeah, I mean, Bournemouth. Sucks to see you go. Um, I mean, ideally you can come back in, but it's just tough, man. It's just kind of tough the amount of games that you lost. Dominic Solanke, former Liverpool product, also never really got going. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. We'll see how them, We'll see how they go about playing these last two games. I don't really see any kind of miracles happening in terms of kind of just saving their lives, but we'll see. And then in third from, they really have a tight relegation battle right there, uh, Watford and Aston Villa. So I personally think it would be better for the Premier League if Aston Villa stayed. I don't say that because I dislike Watford, because I don't dislike Watford. I mean, they did beat us and kind of kill our undefeated season, but that's not why I want them to go down. I just think historically it's a little bit more... There's a little bit more culturally for me if Aston Villa stayed in the Premier League rather than Watford. Um, I would really be sad to see Troy Deeney go down because um, I really like him. I think he's great on and off the field, but somebody's got to go down, and I'd prefer to be Watford than Aston Villa. But, I mean, ultimately, I think that both of those teams deserve to go down with the level of play that they've had. It's just Watford has tied too many games. Uh, their overall record with two games with two games left is still uh eight ten and 18 they tied 10 games you know uh it is what it is it's part of the it's part of the friggin' grind that is the premier league but they do have a game against each other that is going to be the ultimate decider in terms of who stays and who goes so i am interested to see how that bottom three relegation battle is going to end up going um my take again my prediction norwich bournemouth watford um but, I mean, that does mean that we get to see Leeds United next season. Leeds is going to be fun to watch. Um, another team with just player issues, though, because a lot of their players that they have currently on their team are players that are on loan from other teams. So it'll be interesting to see how they have their funds allocated to go and to splurge in this transfer window to strength, to get a team that is strong enough to compete in the Premier League. Not just, uh, not just to win the Premier League, really, but to be able to just stay, man. I mean... All these these championship teams keep coming and going, but it's part of the game. Um, so yeah, man, those are the bottom three teams. Uh, I mean, it really leaves us with uh, not a whole lot else to talk about. This is just the first episode. I was really excited to get it going. Um, 
I think a lot of my friends, I want to thank a lot of my friends for kind of pushing me, getting me into this. Hit me up if you think any of this stuff is whack in terms of predictions. If you don't agree with me, tweet me, text me. It is what it is, man. I'll, I'll kind of read out some of the things that people dislike about what I had to say about their teams or just my opinions about how this season played out and how next season can play out. Because the way that I see next season playing out... <laughs> I still think Liverpool are going to win the Premier League next season. I don't say that uh, as a biased human being. I say that because their starting 11 will be coming back um, and they'll be just having a look to revamp their bench, which is something I'm not really sure how that's going to look. Again, I do think that they'll probably rely on their academy to push some players up, but I do think that they still have the quality to go about winning the Premier League again. Um, I do think Manchester City will finish second. I, I don't think it'll be the same way that it happened this past season. Um, you know, given they're up by 18 points, I don't think it's going to look like that. I think it'll be a lot tighter. I think it'll probably go down to the last few games, uh, like one or two games next season. It'll be really interesting to see. But yeah, Liverpool won, Manchester City second. I I do think Chelsea are going to finish third again. Um, I think they're going to be a lot of they're a lot of fun to watch next season. Uh, they'll probably be putting in three, four, maybe five goals on teams, some like some unprecedented number um, in Premier League, but it'll be fun to watch. So I think Chelsea, for that reason, will probably be in third. I have Manchester United in fourth. I have Arsenal in fifth. I think Arteta's really done a great job uh, post-COVID, kind of just kind of getting them going, especially these last few weeks, uh, beating Liverpool and Manchester City. I do think that they can kind of ride that momentum out of the season. There's going to be a short off season. They can continue that wave. Um, and potentially, I mean, make some noise next season. Who knows? I think Arsenal fans deserve it. Um, you know, it's been kind of it's been kind of shitty having to to follow Arsenal the the way that they have been. Uh, I know at least from some of my fr- friends kind of telling me so. But I mean, it'll be fun to watch next season. I do think that um, I think it's just going to be another great year. I do think uh, the top six teams should perform at a better level next season. But again, who knows, right? But Thank you all for tuning in. This has been Talking Top Bins. We just put this one in the top left corner. Let me know if you don't like what I had to say about your team, because I'd love to read it out in the next episode. But until then, this is Matthew P. signing off.